Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back once again uh, to this online uh, service. And we've been talking about fulfilling uh, the covenant that God made with us. And we see that God is very, very serious and uh, committed to the covenant that He has made with us. He gave everything. He gave His Son. And He uh, even uh, opened open up the heavens for us so that we can enter into the most holy place and receive the grace that we need. So, so you see, God is giving everything uh, uh, in order for us to fulfill the covenant. What is the end result? What does He want? You know, when we have fulfilled the covenant, what will happen? Let's look at the verse in Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6. Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possessions. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So can you see here that God said if we fully uh, uh, keep the, His covenant fully, He will make us a treasured possession. He will make us a distinguished people from the rest of the people, from the rest of the nations. Even though the whole earth is His, the nations are His, but yet those who walk in His covenant, fulfill His covenant, God is going to make us so special. God is going to cause us to stand out so that people can see us. They can see God in us because we are His priests. We are His holy nation. So can you see the covenant is not about our individual life. And when you look around among Christendom, among people in churches, you know, we, a lot of Christians, we are just living, you know, this is our relationship with God. This is my personal relationship with God. That's not what the, the covenant is saying. The covenant is saying you are a kingdom of priests. You are a holy nation. Yes, God loves the individual. Yes, God saved the individual. But out of these people, the holy nation has got to be established. The royal priesthood, serving together, serving in, with, uh, uh, with one another in unity. That is what God wants to see. Okay, so he wants us to be that treasure possession so that we can represent him on this earth. Can you imagine if we are no different, we live no different except we say we believe in Jesus, but we worry just like them. You know, we, we go through the same kind of problem and behave as foolishly as people in this world. How can we represent Him? 
So God wants us to walk in His covenant, fulfill His covenant to make us that special people, to make us that treasure possession. You see, when we are His treasure possessions, it means that once we're in the covenant, we no longer belong to ourselves. We live for Him. We live for His purpose. We're His treasure possession. So, uh, this is what we want to talk about. And to fulfill the covenant, to live in His covenant, it's, it's not just about success. It's not just about what we do, even though that is a big chunk of what, what uh, is in the covenant, because God will bless us. God will cause His abundance to, to, to flow in our life. Yes, that's part of the blessing of the covenant. But you can have the blessing of the covenant without the blessing of God. Do you know that? Let me repeat that again. You can have the blessing of the covenant without the blessing of God. Let's look at this verse in Exodus 33, verse 1. Exodus 33. Verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites go up to the land flowing with milk and honey but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. So can you see God is saying yes I'm a covenant keeping God I will fulfill my covenant because I promised your forefather Abraham, Isaac and Jacob I will take you into the promised land that is flowing with you and honey. But I will send my angels to go with you. Yes, it's a blessing of God. It's God helping uh, us so that we can enter into the promised land. But God said, I will not go with you. In other words, you can have the blessing of the covenant. But you do not have the blessing of God because God said, I will not go with you because you are stiff-necked. You are stubborn. You are rebellious. You are full of complaining and murmuring. You just think about your own ways. Because of your foul attitude, I will not go with you. I cannot stand this kind of attitude. You say, if I were to go, I know I'll be so angry. In fact, I'll be so angry with you that I will even kill you, destroy you because of your attitude. So can you see, we can have the blessing of God without God's blessing. And that's why we shared earlier on, we can cast out demons in His name. And yet he turned around and said, I do not know you. Because Jesus will honor his name, 
when you use his name to cast out demons, it's not because of you, it's because of his name that he will do it. Just like he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he turned around and said, I do not know you. I never know you. So the covenant is not just about performance. It's not just about blessing. It's much more than that. That God is after. And uh, so God is saying, enter the promised land. You can have the land. But you remain to be a stiff-necked people uh, and, and God will not walk. God will not dwell there with you because of your attitude. So we cannot ascertain God's presence with us because of the success, because of the performance. Some people say, you see, you know, God is blessing me. You see, I just have this business deal. I just, you know, get promoted. I'm doing so well. God is blessing me. Yes, God is blessing you. But do you have his blessing in your life? Does he approve of you? So it's, it's, it's very dangerous, you know, for people to equate God's blessing as God's approval in their life. Moses is so different. Moses knew the heart of God. Moses said, God, if you don't go with us, Please do not send us away from this wilderness. This is a lousy place. This is a, a very terrible place. But don't send us away unless you're going with us, unless your presence goes with us. If not, we would rather stay here. I would rather stay here in this environment, this situation with your presence rather than going into the land flowing with milk and honey without your presence, without your blessing. Even though we enter into the blessing of God. So, God wants to make us a di distinguished people. You know, a people who know Him, a people who know His heart, a people who know how to walk with Him. That makes us different. You know, it's not, not what we do. Because you look at the men in the world, they can be so successful. In fact, they are, they, they are more successful than us. They do greater things than us, many of us. Isn't that so? Sometimes it pains my heart, you know, when I read the, uh, the news. You know, those who are so successful, they belong to another. They belong to another. It pains my heart. Oh, how I wish that they are believers. Uh, they are followers of Jesus. How I wish that we who are the people of God, you know, we are to rise up to be that distinguished people so that we can testify of God's greatness and God's goodness. Okay, so God say, if you fulfill, you fully keep my covenants, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possessions. 
Exodus 33, verse 13. 33, verse 13. If you are pleased with me, said Moses, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else would distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? What is the difference that causes us to be different from the rest of the, the people of the earth? It is your presence. It is your presence going with us, walking with us, living in our midst. That is the difference. So God wants to make us a treasured possession that is different from the other nations by being, walking with us, by being with us, by dwelling in our midst. So the presence of God in our life is our identity as God's people. That's the difference of us compared with the other people. Not the success. As I said, other people had, who don't know God can have greater success. Right? But God wants to bless us. That's for sure. So the presence of God is the dis, this distinction that, that we have compared with those who do not have God. So, what does it mean to have the presence of God with us? So often, we think that the presence of God is a feeling. Well, this morning, I feel His presence. Does it mean that if you don't feel, He's not there? What determines God's presence with us? Some people, they always talk about the feeling of the presence of God, but yet when you look into their life, they are no different from those who do not have God. In fact, sometimes they are worst, worst kind of people. Very negative people. So, we distinguish ourselves as God's people because we have the presence of God. And... Uh, Look at, uh, what, what does the presence of God do for us? Look at the life of Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in the worst kind of situation at that time because the nation of Israel were defeated, was destroyed. They were taken captive by the Babylonian Empire. So here you have it an unbelieving, ungodly nation, more successful, more powerful than the people of God. So they were in the worst kind of situation, but Daniel and his three friends, they are determined to fulfill what God says 
in the covenant. They are determined to follow God, even though they may pay a, a great price for it. But they are determined. And uh, because they, they fulfill the covenant, what happened to them? In uh, Daniel 1, verse 20, Daniel 1, verse 20, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. You see, God wants to make us a distinguished people in our wisdom, in our knowledge. And they have to work for it. They have to study, just like the others. But the things that make them different, because there were other Israelite noble young men in their midst. But those others just, just follow uh, 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 the situation and, and just obey what, what is going on like everyone else except Daniel and his three friends. They determined to stay faithful to God. They determined to fulfill what God says in the covenant. And as a result, God gives them special understanding and wisdom so that uh, uh, they, they stand up as the people of God with the presence of God with them. So I hope we will also trust God, but we also work hard, and so that we will be people of wisdom and understanding. Sometimes God's people can be so foolish and ignorant and, and just do not have knowledge. We, we really need to expand ourselves, our horizon, and begin to, to, to look at things and to have knowledge and understanding because the king tested them in every matter. In every matter. So at least we try and understand as much as is necessary, as much as is relevant to our life, to our day and age, so that we can make wise, intelligent, knowledgeable decision that will cause us to stand out and, and, and to be successful, to be a testimony for, for God in the midst of even very powerful nation, just like they are in. Okay? And then the other thing that makes them stand up is the exceptional ability that God has given to them. Daniel 6 verse 3. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the subtrapes by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Exceptional qualities in administration, in, in work. So this is what God wants to make us in the area of the calling that He has called us. He wants us to be exceptional, not ordinary, not just like everyone else. He wants to make us exceptional. And God has given Daniel exceptional qualities so much so the king wants to promote him. So much so the king wants to extend 
his influence to even cover the whole nation. So can you see? God wants to make us a distinguished people because we have His presence with us, and it comes forth in our life in terms of uh, uh, our wisdom and knowledge, in terms of our abilities. And the other thing that will cause us to uh, distinguish ourselves is in the quality as a person. As a person. Look at the next verse, Daniel 6 verse 4. At this, the administrators and the subtracts try to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. But they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. So can you see, Daniel has tremendous quality as a person, exceptional qualities as a person in his life. He's trustworthy. You know, there are people who, when they serve in church or they, 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 they serve, they have their different motives. They have ulterior motives. Though apparently they are serving you, but they are not loyal people. Behind your back, they are doing other things. Behind your back, they are drawing people away from you. But Daniel is trustworthy. The king can trust him. The king can allow him to, to manage, to rule over the nations. Oh, that's tremendous responsibilities and, you know, and, and trust that is required. Because Daniel, as a person, he has good qualities. But when we look at the nation of Israel, they're stiff necked Terrible qualities, ter terrible attitude. Some people, they, they just have terrible attitudes. It's all about self, it's all about them. But Daniel is trustworthy. He knows how to serve the king. He knows how to serve the administration that, that he's put in. Even though they are non-Christian as such, they are Babylonian. They are the nation that destroyed the Jewish nation at that time. So, but Daniel is trustworthy to the one who appointed him. And, and neither was he corrupt or negligent. So he wasn't doing things for himself. He was purely to serve the king and his, his, his empire. And he was hardworking. He was, he was not negligent. So we can see that this is what makes us stand out as God's people in this world because we have wisdom and understanding we have exceptional abilities we have uh, we, we are good good person with with trustworthy that's the most important trustworthy having uh, and we are not not self-centered self-oriented but we are serving serving god and wherever God has placed us. So, that's the first thing. We, when we fulfill the covenant, God makes us His treasured position. 
We are exceptional people, distinguish ourselves from the other people so that we glorify God in who we are and through what we do. And then another thing that distinguishes us from other people is that we know God. We know God. How do we know God? You know, in our circle, charismatic, a lot of people think they know God because they say they see vision, they see this and see that. But when you look into their life, they're very foolish. They don't know how to behave themselves. They don't know how to carry themselves. You think God is with them? Look at what uh, the Bible says in Exodus 33, verse 13. Exodus 33, 13. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. Let's read that again. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you. Teach me your ways so I may know you. So we show that we know God in the things that we do, in the ways we do things. If you do it according to your own ways, don't say that God, that you know God. And I hear people who's, who make, who wants to make a major decision that has, that, that will influence People affect people, affect church, but yet they never consider God. They never pray. It's all what they want. But Moses, the one who talked to God face to face, the one who go up to the mountain and meet with God for 40 days and in the presence of God, the one who received the commandments, who know the word of God, the laws of God, and yet, here he's saying, God, show me your way that I may know you. Show me your way that I may know you. And we hardly have hardly know God, but we think we know God. What a difference. Those who really know God, they know there are so much they do not know about God. And that's why in their heart there's a hunger, there's a desire to know God better, to know God deeper, to know about God. This is Moses. Because no, Moses knew this is a continuous experience. There's no way you can know God, but continue to know, to grow in the knowledge of God because God is so, so vast, so great. So Moses says, so that I may continue to find favor with you. Remember, this nation is your people. You see, Moses prayed these things, talked to God about knowing him and, and wanting to know God's way. It's not for himself. He said, remember, you've got to show me your ways so that I may know you. Remember, this nation is your people. So he's doing it for the nation so that he can lead the nation, so that he can direct the nation, bless the nation. It's not about self. 
You see, today when we say, oh, that we are Menoga, we are thinking about ourselves. We are thinking about our, you know, our feeling. It's all self. What a difference. Remember, this nation is your people. You've got to show us the way so that we know how to walk before you so that we can find favor with you. It's a continuous relationship. And as I say, if you truly know God, you will want to know God deeper. Those who do not know God, they think they know God. That's the irony of, of things. Moses knew so much. He has been trained in Egypt as a statement, as a prince of Egypt. If he's filled with self, he would think that he knows it all. He, he, would, know, he would think that he knows how to lead the nation. But Moses knew, unless God is there, unless the presence of God is there, unless God reveals his ways, there's no way. No way it can be done. So we distinguish our, uh, ourselves as the people of God because we know the way of God. We do things. And it's filled with wisdom. It brings blessing. It brings life. It brings unity. It brings peace. That's the ways of God. But when we do things, it brings hurt. It brings division. It brings criticism. It's resulting in criticism and, 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 and destruction. That's not the ways of God. That's not the ways of God. So now Moses, he knew the ways of God. He knew the heart of God. But the nation of Israel, they only know what can God do. They only see the act of God, but they don't know God. So you can have the blessing of God uh, without God's blessing in your, in, in your life. So in, in Psalm 103, verse 7, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. So Moses knew the heart of God and, and, and how to walk in God's way. The nation, the, the people, they, they just don't. They, they just know whether God has done this or that. You know, it's all outward. It's all superficial, right? So how, what, what is the ways of God for us? How do we live so that we can become that distinguished people from the rest of the nations? Jesus himself talked about it. He said, you of little faith, you worry about tomorrow, you worry about what you eat and what you drink, and this is all you run after. He said the pagan also do the same thing. So we are not talking about whether you are Christian or not Christian. We're talking about, do you really know God? Because if you know God, you know the ways of God. This is not the way of God. This is the way of the world. And Jesus said, you do exactly as the way of the world 
showing that you really know very little about God. But how do we? What was God's way? God's way is seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, we have people in church. Oh no, you know, I'm so busy. You know, I'm committed to this and that and that and that. Do you know the ways of God? Do you know God? Because when you know God, you it's through the ways of God that that it shows that whether you know God or not. Ask yourself whether what you do is the ways of God, or whether it's the ways of the world. A lot of people say, "Well, what can I do? I'm in this situation. Uh, what can I do?" You see, they can do something, but they follow the ways of the world. They can stand up, just like Daniel, and God comes in. God proved Himself faithful, and Daniel got promoted. Not by competing, just like other people. Yes, he works very hard, but because of God's blessing, because of God's favor, because of God's presence, that opens the door for him. That's the difference. Whether you follow the ways of the world, or you do what you need to do, but you are looking to God, and God brings the blessings into your life. So the ways of God is, we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and when you do that, then you know you are walking in the ways of God and you know God. But if you are worrying, you are doing just like other people are doing. Well, Jesus said that's what the world is doing. You are no different. You don't know God, because if you do, then you will seek first the kingdom of God. The other thing is in our relationship with one another. In our relationship with one another, look at John seventeen, verse twenty to twenty-three. He said, "My prayer is not for them alone. I pray for also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that they, the world, may believe." That you have sent me, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. What causes us to stand out from others, from the rest of the world? So that the world will believe what we say, what we preach, what we talk about Jesus. It's because we know how to live in unity with one another. But if you know we are divided, uh, we are oh that is better, this is not good, and if we are like that, then we don't know God because Jesus say you know so that. They would be just like us. I in you, Father, and Father, you are in me. We are perfectly one. Jesus is praying that we may know Him, 
that we may be one. Because the ways of the world, what is the ways of the world? They want what they want. Oh, this doesn't suit me. No, Jesus is not talking about that. Jesus is talking about, hey, I put you here. Jesus is saying, hey, this is my house. This is my church. This is my family. I brought you all in here so that you're one with one another. So the ways of God in order for us to live in one is there got to be submission. There got to be obedience. There got to be honor those who are birth you. It's not what you want. You are not the Lord. You are not the king here. God has placed leaders, pastors over you and you obey, you submit. You walk in love. Love covers a multitude of sin. It protects. It even bears the suffering. It doesn't go around and complaining and murmuring and attack. No, that's not the ways of God. That's not knowing God. And it says here, unity, complete unity. So this is a way of God. And, and we got to understand that. we got to learn this. So that the world will be able to see we are different. Why are you there? Oh, not because it's good, but because God has put me here. Walk in the ways of God. Walks in the ways of God. When you do that, it shows that you know God. Otherwise, you're not walking in the ways of God, then you really do not know God. Okay, so this, this evening, I trust that we have learned something that when we fulfill the covenant, God really wants to make us a very distinguished people on the planet Earth. We are different kind because we belong to a different kingdom because we have a new covenant that God made with us so that we become a royal priesthood a holy nation so that the nations of the world will be able to see so we, we're not looking at individual self you know when you're fulfilling the covenant you think about the covenant you think about God you think about God's kingdom God's household that's what you think about but when you think about self what you want no you don't know God So we, we mustn't use what happens to us, the performance, the success, to, ver to, 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 to verify that whether God is with us or not. Because the covenant is more than that. You can have the blessing of God without God's blessing. Remember that. You can have the blessing of God without God's blessing. Moses wants to walk in the way of God. He wants to know God. And he wants the presence of God. He said, God, if you don't go with me, don't send me away. 
let me stay in this place, no matter how horrible this place is. But I'd rather have you here with me than have success without your approval, without your blessing. So let us be that distinguished people in this planet Earth. Let's live for the kingdom. Let's serve one another. Let's live in unity. Let's trust God so that we will have extraordinary wisdom, understanding, ability, and as a person that brings glory and honor to God as priests and as His holy nation. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for calling us into your covenant. We thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for your shed blood that you have brought us into your eternal covenant. And we pray that even as we move forward, we will have better understanding of your covenant because we know it's, how, it's, it's so important to you and to us. And we want to fulfill that covenant. We thank you that you are speaking to us tonight that we are to be that distinguished people, your treasured possession on this earth. So that the world can see you in us, can see your presence with us, can see the ways of God through us. And Lord, we pray that we'll truly know you We'll truly know your mind, know your heart, know your ways so that we make the right decision, so that we are wise and understanding, not foolish people. God, do a deep work in our life, O oh God. We want to have the best qualities in our life. We know how to submit. We know how to obey. We know how to walk in humility. We are teachable. Oh God, do that work, Lord, so that every hardness, every stubbornness, every rebellion, every disloyalty, every evil in our hearts, every selfishness be, be gone, be replaced by that desire to know you, to know your ways, so that we may honor you so that we may show to the world who you are as your priest, as your nation. Work in our life. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We will uh, see you again. Bye-bye.